Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Scorecard. I'm a very tired Liam Flanagan this morning because I stayed up to watch that of origin and the Tour de France last night. But this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 15th of July. Today, we check in on the Olympic preparations of a couple of Aussie teams. Melbourne's home of football gets an unwelcome house guest. And is anyone ready to emulate the great white shark? But first. Last night was meant to be about the blue rinse. New South Wales had already wrapped up the State of Origin series and the game on the Gold Coast was supposed to be a victory lap where they formally ushered in a New South Wales dynasty. And the home crowd apparently wasn't happy with the effort the local team had delivered in the first two games. Daly Cherry Evans. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Is that a Queensland team being booed in Queensland? Are you saying boo or booins? But the home crowd soon changed their tune. And here's Munster getting it away for Sue Malawi. He gets it away to Tabuai Fado. And he's on to boo and scoring a try on cue. On Queensland way. in front by two. Cherry Evans long for Munster. Now it's with Capewell. He gets it away. Hunt's going to score another one. Ben Hunt gets a double. And just like that, the contest returned to the State of Origin Arena. This was what the fans had hoped for. A fight, an arm wrestle, and even a little bit of biff at the end of the game. Leave it! Leave it! Leave it! Leave it! Referee trying to separate them. It's broken out in two areas. In the end, Latrell Mitchell had the chance to nail a 50-metre penalty goal with two minutes left on the clock to send the game to golden point. There it goes. It's coming back beautifully. Has it got the length? No! Comes down in the field of play. So from being booed onto the field to 80 minutes later being cheered off it. A 20-18 victory, Queensland had stopped New South Wales claiming their first clean sweep since 2000 and silenced those wanting to declare this the worst Maroons team ever. Quiet, you trash. Back in 1986, a blonde bomber from Down Under, nicknamed The Shark, claimed his first ever golf major when he triumphed at the British Open at Tunbrook. A great victory for Greg Norman. He's waited a long time. Many doubters wondered whether he would, whether he could do it. He certainly has. And I wonder how many more times we'll see scenes like this. Just one more, as it would turn out. Seven years later, he'd win again at Royal St George's. And it's at that course today that 11 Australians will attempt to become the first Aussie since the Great White Shark to claim the famous claret jug. I got you another instrument. What is jug? <laughs> Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Lucas Herbert, Min Woo Lee, Matt Jones, Jason Day, Jason Scrivener, Brad Kennedy, Dan Lawson, Aaron Pike and Adam Scott are the names you need to remember over the next four days. Write that down, write that down! But outside of the Aussies, world number one John Rahm is the favourite to win his second straight major just one month after winning the US Open. After back-to-back losses to Nigeria and then Australia, I think it's safe to say the USA suck at basketball. So let's ignore the fact that they bounced back with a 108-80 point win over Argentina and focus on the matchup between our all-conquering boomers and Nigeria. Welcome to Nigeria! Coach Brian Gorgian had the luxury of playing some of the boomers' lesser lights in yesterday's 108-69 crushing win over Nigeria. But one man took the opportunity to put his name in lights. Goulding again! My word! Goulding is on 
fire. Goulding, another one. Like DJ Khaled would say, another one. Another one. DJ Khaled! Chris Goulding went 7 for 7 from three-point range, leading all scorers and possibly catching the eye of a few NBA teams in the process. And while we're checking in on Olympic preparations... Waltzing Matilda, waltzing Matilda... The most Aussie of Aussie national sides, the Matildas, have already arrived in Japan for the upcoming games and fine-tuned their preparation with a clash against the host nation. Wabuchi v. Williams. Iwabuchi scores... Australia nil, Japan one. And that's how the score would remain. So while the Boomers are taking big scouts and big wins into Tokyo, the Matildas continue to struggle under new coach Tony Gustafsson and will begin their Olympic campaign with more questions than answers. The MCG is the high temple of sport in Australia, but that temple has been desecrated. Who did this? The MCG is now on a list of new exposure sites in Victoria after a man who has tested positive for COVID-19 attended the ground for last weekend's clash between Geelong and Carlton. And while the AFL endeavours to keep the season alive, the Geelong Cats got to live out one of the all-time great action flicks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Welcome to Con Air. After seven new COVID-19 cases were announced yesterday, the Cats immediately boarded a plane for Perth to ensure they'd be able to play tonight's scheduled game against the Dockers at Optus Stadium. But, as Jared Whateley explained on AFL 360, circumstances changed. While they were in the air, Western Australian tightened the border to Victoria, which meant that anyone who was arriving was into a 14-day quarantine. Geelong landed, were met by police... The escort to a quarantine hotel, which they were booked into anyway. They are tonight awaiting tests. In some cases, officials have been tested. The players are awaiting tests. They are all confined to their rooms. Met by police on the tarmac? Escorted to a hotel in handcuffs? Oh, sorry, I got carried away. That actually was Connor. No, the Cats simply got put into quarantine and have to await their negative COVID test before they can do battle with Frio tonight. And that is your Fast Fun here of Sport for Thursday, the 15th of July. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.